0: Anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's It's the the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast.
1: Bonjour and hello. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks basketball Basketball Podcast. Uh, I am uh, your host, <laughs> Freddie Revis, and who are
0: you, sir? Producer Matt Duncan on the keys. We're in studio today. How are you doing?
1: I am doing very good. Still recovering from your bachelor. My buddy. bachelor.
0: Yeah, that was unreal. La- I, uh, Lake
1: Simcoe isn't ever going to be the same. I'll say that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's a different place now. Yeah. Um the same goes for Lord Simcoe.
2: So yeah. if you're a relative
1: of That's Lord true. Simcoe, yeah, uh, appreciate the uh, holiday. We in, all are, yeah. September, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, We, uh, we're, 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 we're a basketball podcast. We, we talk ball, we talk Raptors ball. We're hardcore fans. Yeah. If people want to find us or help us out or like, I don't know, drop off a duffel bag of cash, yeah. how might they do that? You
0: know what? We've had a great responses on our iTunes reviews. You know what? If you don't have a positive one and you want to leave us a negative po- uh, review, that's fine too because we're going to learn from that. We did get a little bit of a negative one, we but did. it wasn't bad, Freddie. It was good. It was good. He just, he, all he wanted was more content during mm-hmm. the finals. And I thought about it and I was like, well, we were too busy out enjoying the games to record. We let a fan down. We did let a fan down. We let a listener down. Yeah. And we got to, we got to change. Kevin 6545, I apologize on behalf of Freddie. Uh, for not having enough content during the finals. Yeah, because I guess the Raptors, yeah, uh, it's crazy. But I do not give into that narrative that they'll never be there again as some goofy thing. They're going to be in the finals a bunch, so we don't need to have a big fancy feast every time they do. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I like it. I mean, I think we should have. A yeah, we definitely should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um,
1: yeah, so we're, we're on all the stuff,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're on uh, this. St- sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. Stitcher, Buddy, gotta, you gotta, Spotify. You're listening to, uh, you know, I got a wedding dance playlist. I got hot, hot, hot on Spotify. Uh, give that a gander if you want. And then, uh, check out Confederacy of Dunks on there too. Player FM, all, all the favorite podcatchers that you may have. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, as soon as this uh,
1: weather starts to cool down a bit, yeah, bang, out come the tukes.
0: Yeah, that's right. So yeah. we'll be
1: selling those tukes. Starting to get key right. out yeah. there. The Patreon page I've been thinking about doing for yeah. over a year. It's Guess coming. What? That's on the horizon. Right. Um, the other day, I actually went to the Patreon. Did you? I, I, yeah, googled Patreon. You and just
0: then, got uh, you g- got your cookies in there.
1: Oh, I got so confused. Oh, uh, it was like log in, <laughs> register. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? But we'll we'll be back. Yeah, yeah, we'll be back with Patreon. Um, let's bring on the guests. Yeah, sure. Uh, Okay, so um, in studio with me, uh, I believe it's his second time doing the podcast, Mm -hmm. Uh, an extremely funny dude, uh, very good at softball. Um, He's got a web series out right now, Ming's Dynasty, so uh, uh, make sure to check that out. Yeah, Um, yeah, I'll I'll say no more. Give it up at home for Anthony Hall.
2: Woo! Yeah! Happy to be here with the boys, Confederacy of Dunks. Here we go!
1: That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I felt cool.
2: Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool.
1: Pretty uh, damn dope. <laughs> did I pronounce it right? it Ming's dynasty or Ming dynasty? It's Ming's dynasty. Yeah. Ooh, you got it right, I man. nailed it, baby. Yeah, you got like, it right. Do you
0: didn't even do any homework on
1: that one. Oh, well, yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> um, I just know it. All right. <laughs> But um, yeah, thanks so much for for joining me in person. Uh, you and Matt actually met today, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
2: The last time I was on, you were recovering from your foot injury, and we did the call-in episode. Oh, right? that's right. And, and I didn't get to uh, be in studio, but, you know, here I am in yeah. the flesh.
1: Yeah, no more knee brace for me. I'm doing pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, let's, let's bring on guest number two. All right. Um, she's on the podcast all the time. Yeah. Uh, if I had to ballpark it, I would say this is like probably her 11th, 12th time. Probably something like that, yeah. Um, she's amazing. She's hilarious. She's an incredible writer. Follow her uh, wherever you can, except in real life, um, <laughs> but online and stuff, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, she's she's amazing. Give it up at home for Katherine Neiker.
3: Hello. <laughs> That's Hello. That's all I have. I'm not as cool as Anthony, you know. it's okay. <laughs> always, it's always cooler than me, and I like to let it play out. Yeah, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you
1: got to be a role player and just like let something ride. You know what right, I mean? Right, exactly. Um, it's it's an important skill to recognize when something like badass is going on around you. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, that cat is doing backflips. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll just watch like the rest of the.
3: Yeah. That's uh, how I feel town. every time I start this podcast.
1: Well, I feel like
3: there's a cat doing backflips.
1: <laughs> okay. That's good. I was going to say like, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. want you to feel like low confidence heading into the pod. Cause no, like, no, 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 okay, no, no, not at all. <laughs> Um, In
3: fact, I've had so many appearances, I should get like a like a jacket or something.
0: Yeah. Well, what about a toque? What are we going to get those two Yeah, so Okay, let's start her. with
3: a two, because no. then I'll need a no, Dunks blazer. Please.
1: Honestly,
0: you need a jacket.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's no. on us. Yeah. And guess what, folks? A jackets. shiny one. Jackets coming October 5th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Comparison letter jackets. Oh, yeah. Whoa, Letterman's? Oh, oh wow. that'd be fun. We're, we're talking Windbreaker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you want, a $20 toque or a $300 jacket? Yeah. <laughs> 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 make up
2: your mind that's, kinda, a, that's like me shopping uh, on the Toronto Raptors like championship merch store after they oh, won yeah. I was like mm, that Letterman jacket will I ever wear it maybe yeah. once or twice yeah, I saw that one too <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll
2: get a hat instead <laughs> yeah
1: I mean we, we got Raptors to to, to well that's uh, stuttering Sammy over here stuttering um, Sammy we got we got Raptors stuff to talk about uh, you guys ready or what oh yeah okay Matt why don't you give me that Raptors sting <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Grant, <laughs> my dear Dr. Sutton, <laughs> welcome
3: to Jurassic Park.
0: When I say Bobby, you, you say, say Webster, Webster, Bobby. Webster,
3: Bobby. Webster.
4: Webster,
0: yes. Did you say Catherine?
3: I said Webster the second time. Nice.
0: Okay. Better than nothing. Honestly, the, like, <laughs> I will say this. The more you participate in that, the more
1: fun it gets. That's right. Um,
0: yeah. And, and you're starting to appreciate them a little more. I'm right? starting to
1: appreciate the stings a bit. You a bit. I've been taking you for granted for a solid four years now. So um, yeah, five years, five years. Wow. Um, and, and you know, that first sting. I'll also say this. The the when it pops into the song,
4: mm-hmm.
1: I just think those dinosaurs are dancing. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's like <laughs> they do move in herds, and then it's like bam, bam. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh yeah. like they do <laughs> move. <in> those the This is doing like high steps. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's uh let's jump right into raptor stuff. Um Catherine, I think I'll I'll go to you first here. So here's how I want to preface this. There's the um, Sports Illustrated, the SI Top 100 uh, that comes out every year, um, authored by I always forget the second guy's name because he's he's not on the open floor podcast. But uh, it's Ben Golliver and another man who I will who br-
3: refuses to do a podcast.
1: No, Rob Mahoney, who he, oh, he does yeah. podcast too. he's great. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So th- the general idea here is, um, you know, take whatever factors you want in. But what you are trying to predict is uh, how the players are going to do this year, this regular season, and also the playoffs. So you you know you would like that's how you are kind of evaluating them, and you know it's all contextual, right? Like, do they have a chance to make the playoffs? Are they a role player? Are they efficient? Are they young? Are they old? So you you know you are factoring in all those things, and it's kind of the perfect jumping off point for just all sorts of fun basketball arguments because this is a place where you're going to find people have tons of different opinions and rating systems, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, So yeah, it's kind of a Raptor tradition um, to get mad at these guys for um, underrating our guys. It really, really kind of, I think, started gaining momentum when every year they would have DeRozan just like too low and he would always outperform Uh, where they had him on the
0: hundred list every Mm -hmm. single year. We've done this list a bunch, right? Like we we usually do it every year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, It comes out um, around this time every year. Yeah. And you know, players are slighted. Like it's one of those things that a lot of folks try and play off as like not mattering. Yeah. But it it would also be the type of thing where at the end of a year, like let's say, you know, DeRozan or someone would be like, yeah, you know, SI had me at 31. Like, like, Check me out now. You right. know what I mean, yeah. like
0: it's one of those it, people reference it. Is so, it like, a, do they feel the same way about a 2k rating? They get their 2k rating.
1: Honestly, players also do comment on 2k ratings. Mm-hmm. I, I love when players are like, I don't care. Cause I'm like, you <laughs> all care so much about everything. Mm-hmm. Just like all of us were in the like max content, right. um, <laughs> especially the yeah. younger hey. players
2: too. Right. The, the younger players oh, care yeah. so much about their 2K ratings because they grew up playing those games and the new one just came out and I played it for four hours today. Nice. <laughs> what, what were you going to
3: say, Catherine? No, they just, all of them care way more than they ever admit. Yes.
1: Um, so all that preamble aside, uh, I kind of want to go through uh, the Raptors and just kind of do a temperature take. Um, so let's start with, uh, we'll, we'll go, uh, bottom to top and then we'll, we'll talk about omissions after that. So yeah, Catherine, let me jump to you first. Uh, they have Serge Ibaka,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, at, they have Serge Ibaka at 80th out of a hundred. Uh, how do you feel about that?
3: Um, I actually think this might be controversial, but I think he is properly rated. Okay. At eighty, because I I just think like, I mean, if he was uh starting the whole season and especially the playoffs, and I think he should have been ranked higher, but considering he was coming off the bench and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think eighty is, is properly rating Serge Ibaka. Sorry, Serge. Um, I you know what? I, he's definitely listening,
1: sir. If Serge is listening. He's probably like, Mufusi's sad. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm assuming he says Mufuzi yeah, yeah, yeah. like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> But uh <laughs> he'll be at Rolson later <laughs> eating his feelings. Yeah. Um Rollson in trouble. I hope he saves it. Yeah. Serge. Yeah, he needs to
1: buy it. Condos. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, I, I think Serge is you know, it's properly rated. Like it's easy to look at a guy below him like Julius Randle, you know, 79, being like he's better than Julius Randle, but it's like he, age is a factor here, and I think with Serge, you do have to kind of like plan for some regression. Um, he's good on offense, he's good on defense. He is a little bit older. He you know, probably won't be playing more than like 30-ish minutes a game. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you, Catherine. Um, where, where are you at, Anthony? Do you think this is uh, like a slight for surge or is he too high?
2: You know, I think it's fair as well. Like he's certainly lost a bit of athleticism mm-hmm. over the years. Like, I don't think he's the same sort of like high-volume rebounder he really was before. And even like shot blocking, um, he's like a really great energy guy. Right. Um, and I think when he is on, he is incredible, but yeah, you know, I think it's fair. Like he's probably due for a little bit of regression. He's like, he's what, he's like 30 now. Right.
1: Yeah. I think he's, uh, I think Sir's like 29.
2: Yeah. Uh, 29, 30, something like that. And like his play style lends itself to like, you know, a big drop down, once you hit your thirties or once you just like kind of lose like a bit yeah. of a step, you know? So I think, you know, it's fair.
1: Cool. Um, so these people rating, uh, NBA players, you know, they put a lot of thought into it. I think we've all agreed. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So let's jump all the way up to 42. Uh, Anthony, I'll stick with you. So we got Marcus Gasol at 42. Um,
2: how does that sit with you? Hmm. Well, I think, I think he's a little bit underrated. Think he Ooh. should be a little bit higher, even though like I just finished talking about Serge being older and yes. like and you know, not really complimenting his game as well with age. But like I think Marcus Alls is one of those players that has adapted so well over the years. And actually I remember yesterday when we were talking about the FIBA tournament. Yeah. He has really sort of earned the respect of the refs and other players in totally. the way that he plays defense and it really does complement a slower more sort of methodical style of play i think like he doesn't need to be a person who jumps out of the gym or like bodies people super hard he just is always at the right place at the right time and and for me i think the the longer he spends with like our young players in the rappers rotation it's just going to make everybody better. And he's one of those guys that's like a, a general mm-hmm. of defense, like
1: totally he's a wizard.
2: Oh yeah. And like, you don't have to be super young and athletic to make those like crazy passes that he does. Like he can really see the floor as well. And that's like, so Im- incredibly important in this modern NBA to be able to like back down and, but also see the floor enough to like kick out to your wings that are totally getting ready to shoot. So like, I think he's a super valuable piece and We saw that in the playoffs when he locked down like oh my god the opposing teams like best players series after series. Like sure he's incredible. He's not an offensive threat like he was maybe very, very early on in his career, but he still is making plays. He's affecting shots and he's making it hard for those like star players on the other teams to to really catch fire. So I think maybe it's a bias because you know, I'm a Raptors fan, but like
1: Hey, bring those bias. You're safe
2: here. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a valuable piece. And I don't think we would have made it to the finals, let alone win the championship without Marcus Gasol last year. Yeah, no, I, I,
1: I agree with like literally everything you said. And I think, you know, you know, it's, it's interesting you bring up his passing um, as it pertains to like him aging, because I think that's something that's, you know, he'll retire with his passing abilities. Like oh, yeah. they're not going anywhere. Yeah. And I think his game is so, um, you know, independent of athleticism already that I think basically he just has to kind of keep his like, you know, Dirk style creaking body going (laughs) and he'll be effective and awesome. And, you know, I, I, again, I can't see him losing much strength. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, the the only thing though, is uh, having him at 41, you know, this is a bit of a dull, I guess, counter to you, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm looking ahead and, Oh, sorry. At forty-two, and I was just kind of scrolling down, and and I think forty-two is probably just really good because there's four hundred fifty uh, players in the NBA or more, mm-hmm. and when I'm scrolling down, I'm not really finding a guy that jumps out as like ogasol oh, is way better than him. There's a couple potential guys, like guys like you know Booker or Tatum. Uh, I'm seeing a little bit below him who are kind of like you know. Um, they they need to get better to be better than Gasol, um, maybe Stephen Adams. But I, I think I, I kind of like him at forty one. Um, Catherine, what, what what are your feelings on uh, Marcus? At
3: forty two, um, I think forty two is a pretty uh, decent spot. Like I think there could be an argument to be made for him to be like slightly higher, but I don't know if he cracks like the top thirty. Like I think one like. Yeah. Top 30 looks really
2: good. Like, Mm. sorry.
3: No, that's okay. I mean, I think a few really good things about Gasol are, like, very difficult to measure. Like, we talked about his passing and stuff like that. Like And just his his court vision, if you will. And Mm -hmm. one thing I really love about Gasol is that he's not one of those centers that, like, constantly needs the ball. Like, you always hear about centers, like, needing so many touches and this, that, and the other. And the ball has to go through him. And he is not that guy at all. And he's really evolved his game. And I think like all those things are what make him so great, but that's like really hard to put in numbers and paper, like on a ranking.
1: Yeah. I heard, um, it was like a, kind of like a sports view podcast. You know how those, like every arena has like all those cameras and it's like, so decked out to like measure like, okay, you know, DeRozan was here, but ghost DeRozan was here and he would have stopped the play. Like it's all that kind of stuff. And, um, they were talking about like what they're able to quantify and just how difficult it is to quantify defense. And particularly like when you're a big, you see each play and Gasol for the longest time has notoriously been, you know, and Draymond um, just like a master at calling out the other team's play. So he makes everyone in front of him better on defense all the time. And that's not even really something that's measured and he's talking constantly. So, yeah, I mean, th- I'm just basically adding another thing to the uh, Gasol underappreciated, uh, yeah, kind of well. But like, I'm looking at this list right
2: now, and Stephen Adams is ranked right higher than Gasol, and he, I don't agree with that.
1: Yeah, I, it's funny. Like, I even even though I was like, "There's no one who jumps out to me," I was looking right at Stephen Adams when I said that, and I was like, "I think he's better than Stephen." Steven Adams is strong, yeah, but he's nowhere near as smart or as like effective. Like, if if you put you know Adams, you swapped him out like like uh, kind of what you were saying with the we need Gasol to win the uh, championship. Imagine him in that Philly series, and he wouldn't have had as much success against NBA, Oh period.
0: No. Does Stephen Adams have a three? Can he shoot? No, no. not no. at all. Oh, not at all. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> <all. laughs> yeah, you yeah. I mean that's yeah. a whole
1: other thing. Like yeah. Gasol is like, I think you know you have to really he's, he's similar similarly to Lowry. You kind of just got to keep digging because it gets better and better and better. And he's not someone that gets exposed right. uh, the more you look into the
2: intricacies of his game. And um, also okay. like leadership too, like totally. And yeah. And during that series and during the Philadelphia series, I think uh, I like had read an article or like a tweet or something like that that was talking about how when him and Serge were on the floor together, they would speak Spanish. I know. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's so badass. Like, yeah. so cool. That and is. like to be able to call out another team's plays <laughs> Serge, in Spanish.
1: Serge speaks French with Pascal, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. that's fun. Like, I feel like that's yeah. like
2: just another like sort of um, like, I, so, I don't know if it's like Achilles heel or other teams. It's just cool. It's like a cool like, yeah, yeah arrow <laughs> to have in your quiver to be able to like pull out Come uh, on. when you least expect it.
1: Gasol, you know, he's got a rooftop garden. He's like saving refugees (laughs) in the Mediterranean. And he chugs rose wine. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why anyone. This is a confederacy of Gasol podcast Yeah. Anytime someone's (laughs) like, oh, we should trade Gasol, I'm like, you mean the living legend? What are you
2: talking about? Um, yeah, I during know. the Raptors parade, I like had was looking at the back of the bus after that everybody was like driving past and then like Marcus Gasol catches like a tall can of beer, crushes it and then I see <laughs> oh my like God. I see like this other post like later on that's when he was chugging that wine bottle that just looked like a little bottle of beer in his hand and I was like this guy is amazing.
0: He's cool. I got into the rosé this summer. I don't know how he does it. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: okay, we just got a little bit of a glimpse into
0: Matt's life—the intangible, the, the
1: rose—and I'm picturing, you know, Matt at his cottage firing that air gun, passed out near a fire. You know what I mean? Just rose gin oh. spilling, uh, spilling it's all over. It's a nasty your- hangover. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah, How does uh, he do it? So okay. sweet. Let's uh, let's keep going here. With uh, stick with you, Catherine. Um, so again, we we take another big jump. Uh, Gasol is 42. And Kyle, our boy, um, is 28. Um, how do you feel about that? How does it sit with you, 28th in, in, the, mean, in the NBA next year?
3: I'm just so used to Kyle Lowry being underrated that mm-hmm. I just expect it now. Right. Like, it's just so, I don't know. And, I mean, it's very similar to what we were talking about with Gasol. It's like all the little things that Kyle does that makes him so great. But it's like, it's just so typical. That's all I really have to say. It's so (laughs) difficult. I think Kyle Lowry should be ranked higher. I mean, he was the starting point guard on a team that just won the NBA championship. He proved everybody wrong. Everybody was all like, oh, this guy doesn't perform in the playoffs. And then that game six had like over 20 points and just did like everything we ever needed him to do. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I'm just over people underestimating him. But then I'm also like, you know what? That's fine. Maybe just keep underestimating him and then he'll just keep proving you wrong. And that'll be great.
1: So I'm totally with you, um, and yeah, I'm gonna. Before I jump to Anthony here, I agree. Uh, Kyle is better than 28th. and I think it'll be a bit of a fun exercise. So I'm gonna scroll down a bit and like we'll see if we if we agree on the players. He's better than. Um, but but Anthony, uh, how are you feeling about 28? It's okay if you're like it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's.
2: Like, it doesn't oh, always have to be 11. God, uh, that's really tough. I, maybe maybe it's time for my hot take. I think it's a bit high. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, oh, baby. I'm just looking at some players that he's ranked above. And yeah, Donovan Mitchell. He's certainly... You know, Doncic? Yeah, Doncic is better than Cal. DeRozan is interesting to me. DeMar. Okay, that is, there's an argument there, but like... It's like CJ McCollum? CJ, yeah. Yep. Oh, De'Aaron Fox is a bit high. Okay, that's a... Sl- yeah,
1: see, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they really... This list really prioritizes... um, Like, they try and guess breakout years. Yeah. So, like, for me, Fox is going to have a breakout year, but it's going to be, like, 65th. Right. Or 60th or something. Like, De'Aaron Fox is just... He's what kind of clouds the number. Like, I didn't even go down this far because I think Gasol's going to have a better season than De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay.
3: Eva, I would argue... I would counter argue, if you will, counter. That, Low- that Lowry could have, well, not necessarily a breakout year, but a very good year uh, in Kawhi's absence.
1: Right. You know what right. I mean? Because like
3: all these guys are going to step up and all of them have talked about like having something to prove. And I think Kyle's going to be a big part of that. So if you factor that into the equation, then um, then that's something. But yeah. I I... I w- I mean, when we start talking about other players in the league being like over or underrated in this list, like I think CJ McCollum and Donovan Mitchell are probably they should be higher.
1: Yeah, Mitchell seems kind of low just because I think he's going to be on a really really good team. Yeah,
2: um, but I think uh, he might be the uh, he's not the best player on the team. He's close though. Yeah, I mean, well, Gobert is the best player. On yeah, the yeah, team.
1: but but between him and Conley, it's kind of like pretty tight. I think. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and Conley's ranked higher than him on this list. Conley is higher than yeah. him on this list. Yeah. And, and you know, Conley's a criminally underrated guy as well, but right. l- let's just do the Kyle dance for a bit. So for me right away, I see Chris Middleton and I'm like, Kyle, he just does more. Yeah. Um, he does more period. Like, like, l- like kind of like Catherine said, you know, we, we, what was that? Like 17 and four without. Kawhi, whatever. And it's like, you know, that's contextual. Some of that was with JV, et cetera, et cetera. But I think Kyle, you know, he's going to be a four general this year. He's going to have eight assists easily. Um, he's probably going to score, you know, I would say a minimum 14 points. Uh, he's going to hit a lot of threes. He's going to take charges. I think maybe if, again, I, I didn't read the blurb and it and, and might be kind of like, you know, he, he played 65 games last year. So if you're kind of like, all right. Kyle, you know, came off a championship year, had a surgery in his thumb, you know, what if that's 50 games instead of 65, then all of a sudden this 28 is looking a little more reasonable, but, right. uh, but, but, but Catherine, me and you are both kind of in agreement that he should be higher. So how, what do you feel about Middleton? Am I, am I in the right spot there? Like, do you think Kyle's better?
3: Um... It's hard to say because I feel like Chris Middleton needed to do more for his team.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: But I wasn't, I mean, I don't have like the numbers in front of me, but I wasn't like overly impressed with Chris Middleton in his series against us.
1: Yeah, I thought he was like pretty good. Brogdon was the guy who oh, yeah, really yeah, impressed yeah, me Brogdon other than you way better
2: than Chris Middleton.
3: Yeah, so I feel like there was a bit of a, playoff letdown there that I think would naturally affect his, uh, overall ranking. Right. But again, like he had to do so much more for his team during the regular season that it's kind of hard to say, but I would put Kyle in front of Chris, but then I would also put Donovan Mitchell and McCullough in front of him. So I don't know, maybe yeah. I'm just really low on Chris Middleton right now. Right.
2: Right. Especially and after the FIBA fiasco that we'll
3: yeah. get into
1: later. Oh yeah. We'll get into, yeah. He didn't really show out. Um, and you know, other guys are like Conley, you know, Conley and and Kyle Lowry have been like almost like I like like you know that Spider Man meme of each other for the last like four years. That's true. They've really similarly like they're they're just multi talented. They're underrated. They're good on defense. They don't really have holes in their game. Um, you know, the, then there's like Drew Holiday. Kyle Lowry is better than Drew Holiday. Yeah, I'm like I'm sorry, Kyle's better than Drew. <laughs> yeah. he just straight up is like yeah straight up. Drew Holiday has had some nice moments in the last couple of years, but it's like. I, you know, even if you're factoring in, you know, Zion and the new Pelican situation. It's Lonzo Ball is better
2: than Drew Holiday. Don't at me.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I will at you because we're right beside each yeah. other. But, but uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think we can move on to the to the last Raptor on the list. Um, Anthony, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, Spicy P, our boy, Pascal Siakam, is at 24. Uh, he's he, he
2: went from not being on the list to top 25 in the NBA. How do you feel about it? well-deserved well-deserved right well-deserved he um, is amazing and in this little uh in this list here it's it talks about like Kyle Lowry being the perfect point guard to compliment a superstar and in my mind I was like is there a superstar that he's going to be complimenting and then I was like yes it's spicy P." yeah he's, he's our superstar now. he's
1: incredible um you know and, and and for me there's uh there's one guy who uh, we'll, we'll get to later in the podcast but I think, you know, Spicy, I mean, you can make a couple arguments, like, like kind of like nitpicky arguments for who he should be better than. Um, I do find it interesting that Ben Simmons is right in front of him because I actually think um, people start need to start thinking of Siakam on that type of trajectory. Mm-hmm. Like a guy who's going to be a powerhouse in the league for a long time. Right. I think people...
2: I don't know. It's, it's, a, it, I guess maybe, you know, Pascal is just such a late round draft pick. That I want to see Ben Simmons make a three point shot. Then you tell me that he's better than Pascal Siakam. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. Ben Simmons has some serious holes. Like I, I think I like Ben Simmons, but, but yeah, like I, I, I do, like, I think he's fairly properly ranked, but um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll no. get, we'll, we'll get to more of that. Uh, mm-hmm. h- how are you feeling Catherine about Siakam at 24?
3: Um, Siakam at 24 again, well-deserved. Um, it's good that he cracked the top 25. I think that's accurate. Um, and we'll see, like, I think this time next year, he's going to be even higher on the list. Like I'm trying to have this balance with Siakam of, of having, um, like high expectations, but also like without putting, i don't know unfair pressure on him if that makes sense like i'm i'm in the same
1: know. boat like i just think i think the sky is the absolute limit for pascal mm-hmm. um i think you know we'll see we'll see how his career progresses as a number one option should be really interesting but uh yeah i don't really see like i like well, when i think of something that like you know he won't be able to do just not really anything like i mean yes he's a He's probably a couple massive leaps away from being an MVP candidate. Right. But at the same time, when I think about the steps that are in sight, like all-star, all-NBA, I'm like, those are next year. Yes. So then once we're there, then it's like, okay, wait, what are we talking? Second team, all-NBA? Like, I think it's, so, I mean, who knows? We'll we'll see how he does next year and, like, see if he starts to kind of crest in that maybe, like, 15 to 20 spot. But- I don't think doubting yeah. Pascal is going to work for anyone, really.
2: And, like, straight up, like, I have never been more excited to watch a player hit the floor. And, like, every time, like, Kyle Lowry would grab a rebound. Oh, yeah. And, like, just seeing, like, Pascal run like, yeah. for like, touchdown own, passes. Like, totally. It's absolutely amazing. And, like, oh, my God. Like, and next season's going to be super exciting
1: regardless. What's, I mean, you know, anyone who's a Raptors fan has been talking about pa- Pascal all year, um, but, or I mean all summer, sorry, but like. I think what excites me the most about him is that, you know, he's got a signature move where, he, you know, he's like a one man fast break. And then he's also got all these like these, these crazy like McHale's, you know,
2: yeah, two, his, 2.0. His NBA packages. 2K badges are going to be out of this world. Yes.
4: Uh, you know, i gotta have, I going
1: to bring you on more often for like an NBA 2K report. Um, all, my, like, all my PlayStation games are weird side-scrolling puzzles that I play with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> They're good games. Um, no, listen, like Unraveled. Check it out, okay? You're a ball yarn, and you you know run around Scandinavia, (laughs) stopping climate change. (laughs) Cheers, Um, but but no, but but sorry. My my point with Pascal was that you know he's got all these crazy offensive developments that are amazing, but he's still a better defender than he is on offense. Mm -hmm. Like he's such a complete player. Mm -hmm. Um, Catherine, anything uh, anything else on Siakam before I move on to omissions?
3: Yeah, I mean, just to add to uh, all the other things that uh, excite me about Siakam is the fact that he started playing basketball like seven years ago.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the
3: game comes so naturally to him. Like, it's, it's just incredible. So, yeah, I, I'm very excited.
1: I want him to, like, have a move that he calls the priest. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Why? I don't know. Because well, he was going to become a priest. Become
0: priest yeah. So,
1: Or like I want him to like, you know, if he dunks over someone just to like quickly bless them or something like that. Oh, you know he's I mean?
3: actually like, becoming a priest.
1: He was about to. Be, that's his whole story. He's about to become a priest. And there's like there's one basketball net. I walked by it. Just looked at it. Knew I was amazing.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry,
1: that's like, I condensed the story and no. made it silly, but... Oh, my um, God.
3: He should definitely uh, retire first before becoming a priest. He should really uh, enjoy his life. Yes. Oh, no, wait, sorry.
1: Oh, no, yeah. this is
0: before <laughs> oh, he had basketball. This
1: is hilarious. Yeah. Can feel, no, he's not still going to become a priest. No,
3: no, no. I'm just saying, if he wants to do that still, oh, he, like he, like, he retires. It's,
1: like, it's never too late to become a it's priest. It's never too yes. late to become <laughs> a priest,
3: based on what I know, which is literally nothing about becoming a priest.
1: You'll, you'll love this, Catherine. Nurse? If you're listening, Nick Nurse, it's never too late to pick up a guitar. <laughs> and, and and Pascal, it's never too late to get that rosary humming because you can become a priest uh, in your in your
2: retirement. Yeah. Exactly. Um, like don't don't do it immediately because that has that has happened to pro athletes, especially in the NFL. There was this running back who played for the San Francisco 49ers, Glenn Coffey. He had like a pretty decent like breakout season. And then the next season he was like, I found God, I'm becoming a priest. So like honestly, he retired mm-hmm. super early, and like obviously, the NFL takes a much bigger toll on your body. But well,
1: um, sorry, mm-hmm. just just uh just while you were saying that, yeah. Anthony, that reminded me. You wonder who just did that? Was Darren Collison? He retired at thirty one. Oh, right. oh, yeah. right. oh, right, yeah, to basically yeah, yeah. like live full time at his church. That's not yeah. weird at all, right? Um, <laughs> okay, that's uh, probably probably a bit mean spirited, but um, okay, who's I mean, can we all agree who the giant omission from this list is? Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Oh my god. No, wait, no, the the, the Raptors omission. Fred Van Vliet. Fred, right? Yeah. <laughs> am I am I insane? Like that is, he's not on that list at all? Fred is not in the top hundred oh, at all. Wow. Let me read you a couple of the like, you know, the guys in the 90s where it's like, oh my goodness, you gotta be kidding me. Um and DeAndre I, Jordan. Yeah, there's there's a there's a there's a healthy amount of people where you're like, this is silly. Like Even if you're thinking that Kyle plays a lot of minutes and Joe Harris. Oh oh my God. Okay. So like, Joe, you know, we got Terrence Ross. We got DeAndre Jordan, um, uh, Kyle Kuzma. That's a disgrace to have a bud above Fred. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe Harris. Come on. Give me a break. Deontay Murray. Bam. (laughs) Uh, You know, Bam, you know, he's one of those guys where it's like, okay, ton more opportunity. I get it. So, but, but still he's not better than Fred. Uh, He's not more effective. He's not going to, you know, contribute to winning in the same way. Um, And, you know, Derek White and... Mm -hmm. Zach Zach Levine is
2: 90. And I think that Fred VanVleet is better than Zach Levine.
1: Yeah, Zach, um, I I mean, Zach's also, I don't know. I'm not all the way with you, but I'm half the way with you, if that makes sense. I think Zach Levine and Wiggins, and I'll get into this later, but high volume scorers, they don't get any love on this list. And I think that... That's kind of not really fair because it's a huge responsibility and, you know, it's easier to be, as we were talking about before, an al Farouk Aminu right. who shoots like five times a game versus a Zach Levine who's like, okay, you got to run X amount of pick and rolls and da-da-da-da. But um, just for the sake of like, you know, Fred's honor, mm-hmm. hell
2: yeah, Fred's yeah. better than Zach well, like being Is it like more <laughs> valuable to be like a, the best player on a crappy team or to like be maybe like the third or fourth best player who carried the playoff series on an amazing team.
1: Yeah, I mean, like uh, Catherine, chime in here. Are you as upset as us that our boy FVV is getting done dirty like this?
3: I mean, I don't know if he should be ranked instead of Zach Levine, but (laughs) I do think he should have made the list. But I mean, like if if you're not made it, Like you're a player in the NBA and you're not on this top 100 and you're looking at that list and you're like, if I were a point guard, I would be like, Wiggins, I am coming for you. I'm going to kick your ass so hard. Like I would I would have these guys like on a kill list. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So Catherine's yeah. saying, "Like I
3: would, I would come ready for all these guys." I like
1: that. Yeah, we, you know, it was a bit of a, li- it was a bit of a light conversation, yeah. and you know, we're at I don't know, like minute thirty-one <laughs> or so, and that's when the, yeah. the words "kill list." Yeah, the kill list in. has come out. So Hell this yeah. is good. If you I made it this far in the pod, <laughs> it's kill list time. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, definitely. Sorry, gonna I, gonna
2: I think it's was actually that, was
3: that really too intense? No, I'm no, like, it
2: was the right <laughs> amount of intense.
0: Oh. I think it was a compliment to Fred Van VanVleet. Because they know know what his whole story is. And they're like, you know what? It's better for him to not be on this list. So that when he gets on, top 10. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 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 that's like Ace Ventura, like Jim Carrey. Like I wrote myself a million dollar check. <laughs> you know what I mean? Top ten. <laughs> Fred, Fred is just like, basically, he's like, oh my god, did, did you guys know Fred is a billion dollars in debt? Like he's really betting on himself. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness, Fred. Um, okay, let's let's move on here. Um, just kind of like some. Uh, Faster wraps questions, uh, Catherine. Let's go to you here first. Um, you know, this is a bit of a thought exercise, I think, but uh, it's it's a fun kind of fun kind of question. So um, during Masai's tenure, it's obviously just been you know greatness. Um, but if if we're trying to if we're trying to find what maybe he did wrong or got lucky by or whatever whatever. Um, what would you say is Masai Ujiri's worst move um, as a Raptors GM? So that this doesn't include anything he did with the Nuggets.
3: Oh, because I was gonna say the Nuggets were probably where he made his mistakes. Yeah,
1: no, I know. Because the easy one there is that <laughs> what, what is it? He, he signed Nene to a huge ass contract. Oh, yeah, got, or, or is
0: McGee?
1: Anyways, he made a couple yeah, boo boos in Denver. That's all right. You got to make those. Mistakes. But honestly, no worries. That's Denver, right? <laughs>
3: yeah um,
1: but yeah, yeah is there anything that you know looking back on or even at the time you're kind of like i don't think so
3: yeah so i mean obviously like i think there are some moves where you can be like wow well, Masai got lucky that really worked out but um one that i guess that comes to mind that didn't work out would be uh damari carroll
2: yes Yes, think
3: that's probably easily the number one.
1: Right, right. That is the easy number one. I really tried to think and tried to be kind of like strategic about like like how you know what mistake you know this led to that da da mm. But it's like it's DeMari Carroll. Um, you know, four year, 50 million 50 fifty million dollar year contract. He came off that big season with Atlanta mm. and seemed good. Yeah, but it just it didn't pan out at all. No, um, no. Sorry, did I cut you off, Catherine?
3: No, not at all. And it's just, it's one of those signings where like, it seemed cool at the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, totally. But it wasn't, it wasn't like we were all upset the second it happened, but then it just, you know, didn't pan out.
1: Um, Anthony, do you got, you, you know, is there any other Messiah uh,
2: mistakes? I mean, I think we talked about this earlier before we started recording, but letting go of the player who was a part of the most iconic picture in Toronto playoffs history, and letting him sign with Valencia Basket in the oh, Spanish yeah. league, yeah the the hype man, man in suit man in suit Jordan Lloyd, hell yeah That's us let's wait he I'm got like let a, go yeah he, did. he got he got waved he's gonna oh. be playing. In oh, Spain I'm with you, Anthony.
1: Bullshit. Let's pour one out for uh, yeah. Jordan
2: Lloyd. Yeah. yeah, I
3: didn't know that. Masai,
2: how dare you? You know, I uh, he he was underrated. He I think he like helped. Uh, in the practice squad during the Golden State series. Oh yeah, uh, he like mimicked all of the stars. To, yeah, was, like, he, mimicked like, the oh, he was like pretending to be Embiid. he was pretending to be Giannis
1: and Steph. He was inc- incredible. It was cool. You know,
2: I think it's a it's going to be a loss and uh, he's <laughs> a he's a pretty hype guy on the sidelines, and, you know, every team has, you know, those glue guys and and guys that dance around uh, yeah. whenever baskets get made. The, the Baysmores, Exactly. Yeah.
1: And, you, need, you need your
2: basemores. Oh, what was that guy's name? Um, he played for oh, Rob Sacre. Oh yes, Sacre. Yeah, that was like that guy's a big time. Was, I think he was Canadian. I think, I think he was Canadian yeah. as well. Big time sideline hype guy. Hey, those guys are important, man. Blue guy. Um, I don't,
3: I don't know this this Jordan thing could be. Uh, that might be worse than Damari Carroll. No, no, like.
1: no. The, the real answer for sure is Damari Carroll. Yes. Um, yeah. My fun answer is uh, signing Bruno and then also letting Bruno
2: go. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a yeah, double
1: yeah, whammy yeah. because like much. that's like you're living in the middle of Masai's ego. Right.
0: I think it's also when he stole Red Panda's uh, bike. Okay.
1: Wait, Masai's the one who did that? <laughs> Son of a gun!
0: I saw him riding it down Bloor Street in the bike lane. Masai, yeah, just like beside beside Batista on the scooter.
1: It's like Batista at the home run. Wait, there, why is Masai there with red pandas? <laughs> okay, this is a, a bit silly now. Um,
2: okay, let, wait, let's
1: let's actually keep it silly, and I'm oh gonna God. I'm gonna open this up to uh, everyone. So, uh, Matt, I'm gonna start with you here. Oh boy. Um, Danny Green won't go home. What do you Why mean? Why is that? Danny Green is just the sightings all over Canada. Calhoun, yes. uh, Danny Green. Yukon, um, Danny Green. Um, <laughs> uh, Canada's Wonderland, Danny Green. Mm. Tiff, um, TIFF parties, Danny tiff Green. TIFF parties, Danny Green. Yeah. Um, hanging out with uh, Jagmeet Singh and uh, wow. Justin Trudeau. Danny Green. Yeah. I'm um, not hanging out with Andrew Shear. You better believe it's Danny Green. Yeah, <laughs> And like, <laughs> yeah, so he he literally is still in Canada doing things. So yeah. so I'm wondering like, why, why won't he go home? Matt, you got to have an answer.
0: Well, I think he's going, cause he's going to the Lakers and you know, this is going to be the first time in his career, right. That he's not playing with Kawhi. He's going to be, no, just, no, no, he, he, he did. Yeah, he, yeah, he had a bunch of years early in his Oh, that's again. right, yeah. He wasn't always on San Antonio. But he's, uh, that's a that's a major hornet's nest. It's going to be crazy. Like, you know, the spotlight's going to be hot, and I think he's... Oh, so he's doing he's doing a bit of, like, self-love? Yeah. A bit of self-care? Before he gets, okay. he's going to get scarred a little bit, I think, out there. <laughs> he's a vet, you know? Yeah. He's going to, mm. it's going to be tough, and, like, being in, in LeBron's dressing room, you know, it's like, the guy just trademarked Taco Tuesday. That's right, and he's coming for Casual and Friday. Did
1: you just say Taco Tuesday? <laughs> oh yeah, buddy. Ah <laughs> damn buddy, it. I haven't signed right, up with Patreon right. yet. We I'll can't bleep it this. out. I'll
0: bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. Um.
1: <laughs> okay, Anthony. What? Why won't Danny Green go home? Or go? Why? Why won't Danny Green go to the Lakers? Why is oh, he still chilling God. in Canada?
2: Well, I don't know. Maybe he is. Camp- Sorry, he's
1: welcome by the way.
2: Maybe he's campaigning for Elizabeth May and the Green Party. Wow, Ooh, um, okay. Oh, he's gonna
1: hit like Hassan Minaj, he's gonna hit Trudeau and, yeah, and jug yeah. me with some hard questions.
0: Wow, be like, uh, yeah, I was
1: really excited to win a championship here, but um, why do you think that you can do pipelines and climate change at the same time? Yeah, Trudeau, what?
2: <laughs> um, in reality, when this question was uh posed in the thread before we started recording, I thought you meant. Like, why didn't he go to the Knicks or the Brooklyn Nets? Because oh. he's from, like, <laughs> Long Island. I just
1: mean, why is the man touring around? Oh, no. Like, like he's is he a spot in Brampton, Markham? Like, oh, man, <laughs> yes. this guy was on the Lindsay, Ontario <laughs> <Yeah>. go-karts. <laughs> Yeah. Opening day. (laughs) I
2: was prepared. (laughs) I'm just kidding. He's he's very much around. Yeah. Yeah. I was like prepared for some hot takes about why he wouldn't want to play on the New York Knicks or even the Brooklyn Nets. But now it's just like, you know, like... He's just having a great time. Okay, he's enjoying so, his life before people rag on him on Instagram and Twitter for like missing rough. three point shots. Okay,
1: so you guys are in the the you know the mental health. Yeah, you know keeping
0: you know keeping himself <laughs> safe. He, was he in Jasper? Uh, for, did you see that beautiful lake?
1: <laughs> oh, you better believe it was in Jasper, <laughs> crystal
2: clear. He was water.
1: picketing. He had a picket a picket <laughs> sign
4: of Fort, Fort
2: Mac. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, he was at Fort McMurray, and he said you <laughs> can't
4: take all this sand out of the ground, boys. <laughs> oh
2: my god! <laughs> no, but uh, never did I think my home province would get shouted out in a uh, basketball podcast.
1: Oh, we got (laughs) us. We got, um, but, um, Catherine, why won't Danny green go home? What's going on?
3: Buyer's remorse, baby.
1: I like that. That's actually what I think.
3: Yeah. He, he he's full of regret. Yeah. <laughs> I just picture him. He is. I, I mean, in my mind, in my fantasy, he's filled with regret. So much remorse really wishes. He just stayed, you know, little Lakers. It's going to be so toxic. It's going to be such a shit show. I, uh, you know, and then he's just going to be this vet surrounded by other vet egos. And I mean, it's him and Rondo. I don't know. Yeah, sorry to yeah. get, sorry to make it real No um, I, I, I don't yeah, I, <laughs> I'm I like, In my mind I'm like you. That'd be so much fun If he was hanging out With Elizabeth May But I don't think He actually <laughs> Knows okay. who that is Okay You know but You know what'd be really fun Elizabeth don't May Don't doubt that uh, yeah. is always, she, she does like She swims Like every day
4: oh, Okay And there's
3: like a pool At like the Chateau Laurier Like next to Parliament Okay you know A bit too much Go on And it would be really <laughs> funny If he was just like Swimming with her
1: Right Wow like swim
3: buddies and would that be funny swim buddies
1: sorry would that be funny because you'd give danny green the uh elizabeth may swimming schedule
3: what's going on Catherine? (laughs) (laughs) yeah i have the schedule it's just a it's just a a fun fact i've learned that'd be a big time (laughs) episode
2: of the danny green podcast where he has the leader of the green party as well and then just asked her like point blank like will you rename the party the danny green party Oh wow and she's like, honestly, yes <laughs> <laughs> um, and,
3: and that like, is for sure a question uh Harrison would uh think up oh yeah
1: <laughs> okay, before uh. You know, before we move on here, I feel like I was, you know, I was ripping on Before
3: out. I shit on Harrison yeah. more?
1: You shit on Harrison all, all day. It's all good. Um, you know, I mean, he's a really nice man or whatever.
3: But um, I'm sure he's great.
1: Oh yeah, he's probably great. Take a big dump on him if you need to. You know?
3: Um <laughs>
1: Listen, we're, oh my riffing at,
3: we're riffing at the we're riffing at the here the, on the pod. Best interviewer, I'm sorry.
1: No, it's great. He seems lovely. I'm, like, top-notch, so, yeah, that's how I look at other interviewers. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, I will say this. Catherine's really good at breaking news here. Like, you, we wouldn't know that Nurse was uh, you know, Nurse had a baby in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, basically, two or three days later than Fred. Yeah. Um, I think it was the same without day. Without you. The no, same, same day. day. Yeah. Yes. Wow. It was the exact same My day. My God. Um, okay, y- 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 y'all want to talk some NBA or what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maddie, would you give me that NBA sting? National,
0: National Basketball, Basketball Association. Association. What's that, parting the fog in the harbor? This is it's Adam silver. silver. He's here. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay.
4: <laughs>
1: No, 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 you don't, okay, you can't preface your sound effects, that's never been part of the deal, you can never, what do you say, there was, okay, there's too much detail there,
0: do you say harbor party in the fog? Oh, no, he's, <laughs> who's that in the harbor parting the fog? Oh, my God. It's Adam Silver and his tugboat. <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> I I, love this. Fog. I think all your stings should be poetry. <laughs> That's See?
1: So yeah. funny. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Please, please come to Confederacy of Dunks for the spoken word <laughs> foghorn sound
2: effects. I'm waiting for the full but... haiku episode. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Um, NBA haikus I gotta write my vows I'm in that mode right now (laughs) (laughs) Yeah buddy
1: Whip up some (laughs) vows Matt's getting married In two weeks Whip up some vows And throw in some Sound effects bud
2: (laughs) Matt do you Uh, think Danny Green will come To your wedding if we invite oh, him Oh it's Man. on a
0: oh, that's up at like no exactly. it's not like some Magnetowan, yeah it's up oh, north but up, yeah that's another place you needs to Hands down, it, down right? he'll be there. Get one of the t-shirts? Oh he yeah, he Danny's going to show up with the backup generator. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh we could we could use that. Up. <laughs> well, he, he's going to be like this party ain't stopping. Oh my god. Um,
1: <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> let's uh let's go to Anthony uh first here. Um, is it FIBA ooh, time? It's, it's, uh, it's FIBA time. Woo! Um, so uh, we were down to the final four, mm-hmm. but obviously the biggest story is that France beat Team USA. Oh. Um, my Gobert goodness. was just, it was a block party. Wow. Um, Frankie Nicotina, aka Frankie Smokes. Frankie Smokes! He was popping off. Fournier was hitting threes. I thought I saw in the highlights a bit of a hunched over Batum doing clever things. So,
0: you know, is Tony Parker in there.
1: I don't, I didn't no? see any Tony highlights, yeah. but I, I, I don't wouldn't believe be, so. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think he was there. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll just, will just jump to you. Um, this is a big deal, even though it's, you know, whatever, uh, USA C squad, anytime the States loses an in international competition, it's massive. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, you know, people are going to try and underplay this, but um, they're not going to meddle. They're not in the final four.
2: That's massive. Right. And I think it's primarily because like they bet on a lot of Celtics players and I know the, the Celtics <laughs> players uh, sucked.
0: Oh, baby.
2: Oh, ding oh, ding, ding, you know ding. what? I got your heart. ding
1: ding ding. <laughs> My heart lit up. <laughs> I won't say anything else. Um, Catherine, you know, how, how you feeling about FIBA, Team USA? You know, whatever
3: oh i i completely agree like um cambo walker at the end like he had three free throws and he only hit one of them right and i was like this is great news for us as raptor mm-hmm. fans or just if you're not a celtics fan because it's like this guy is missing free throws under pressure this is this is great this is great
1: but i mean i know we're just slamming on the Celt- celtics now but Don't worry about the Celtics. They're, you know, they're gonna be starting Grant Williams. So I'm pretty sure they're headed straight towards 50 wins. Oh my
2: god, really?
1: Yeah. Grant Grant Williams don't have any bigs. Their team their bigs are Gordon Hayward, Ennis Cantor, and Grant Williams. And
2: what about Robert Williams?
1: I don't even know who that is. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, and I'm obsessed with basketball. So Robert Williams, if you're significant or relevant, I do apologize. Um but uh, yeah, I mean it's fun. So 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 uh, the last the semifinal matchup here is uh, Argentina, which hilariously enough still has Luis Scola playing, Ooh, and he's like Scola. ripping it. Scola is like three hundred years old. Oh yeah, and, and he's ripping teams. Um, <laughs> so we got Argentina versus France and um, Spain versus Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know we, we get to see Mark. You know he keeps putting in work. Um, Marcusol versus Bogut. <laughs> like, that's going to be basically a staring contest. Yeah.
2: Uh, no one's moving there. Um, and Dova Dova, and we get to see FIBA Patty Mills. Oh, my God. Oh, Patty FIBA, Mills. FIBA Patty popping. Woo. Um, yeah. So, I,
1: I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to uh, say about FIBA? That obviously the Bruno
2: block on Giannis was nice. Oh, that was. So awesome.
1: Yeah. Super disheartening as yeah. a as a Canada fan. Right. Uh, obviously. But you know, we we've touched on that a lot on this podcast and we'll we'll reflect on that disappointment a bit more later. But uh, Catherine, you, you got anything on FIBA or Team USA or anything?
3: Um not really. I mean I think this obviously it's a great win for France and it'll definitely you know, give them confidence and all that leading into next year. But I mean, they're going to be playing against a completely different squad. So yeah, it, it, I know you said earlier, like, Oh, people are going to try and downplay this, but yeah, I think in the, the grand scheme of things, this doesn't mean uh, that much, unfortunately.
1: Oh, I mean, Oh yeah. Sorry. I, you know, just to clarify, um, yes, a hundred percent. This does deserve to be downplayed as far as like the U S not being the best in the world because, You know, whenever when all the big guns come out, they're obviously the best in the world. Right. But I just mean, like, even beating them in this type of tournament with their C squad is still significant. Totally.
3: Yeah. And Donovan Mitchell is killing it. And I feel like it was kind of cool to see him and Gobert go against each other. And I hope Donovan Mitchell has a spot on the team next year because I feel like he's really earned it. (laughs)
1: He's a guy I could definitely see retaining that spot because I also feel like his person or his like individual growth is going to be pretty significant in the next year. So he'll actually kind of like be on pace to make the big squad. I I don't know who I can, who I can kind of Mm -hmm. think about from this current team who I feel like would also make the big squad. Um, Tatum, maybe Tatum, if he really really improves. But you got to remember that's like. You know, if Kawhi wants
2: to play, or LeBron, or yeah. PG,
1: yeah, like it's right. stacked up there. So, um, you know, it'll be hard for Tatum to make the list.
2: But Donovan Mitchell had a wicked game. Like he was the he was probably the only person on Team USA down this stretch that like played well. He looked good, and like you know, j- just mm-hmm. from random highlights, I thought Miles Turner looked pretty good.
1: Yeah, he was blocking everything in sight, and he you know he's a guy you can shoot the three, mm-hmm. um, the FIBA three. The FIBA three, good point. <laughs> but he can't. Sh- he can't shoot the NBA three as well. Right. But um. But yeah, I think you know he had that mellow kind of like he's on fire, and it's like well, yeah. from a bit
2: closer. Um.
1: Okay, that's bad joke. I also like.
2: <laughs> I also also like right, um, oh. uh, just watching like, the FIBA games, like that camera angle that we don't have for the NBA. I, I feel like it. I don't know what is exactly different about it, but it kind of looks um more like parallel to like where like the audience was would be sitting right and it like makes all of the nba players actually like look true to size so you're like whoa these guys are huge
1: yeah there's i i enjoy fiba for that for that like where it's just like oh man like the like watching basketball being played at a high level a bit differently you know the audience interactions different mm-hmm. um it's just kind of exciting to see like oh man like basketball for the longest time, was like such a, you know, like everything American culture-wise like dominates basketball. It still mm-hmm. does, obviously. But I think as basketball rises around the world, we're going to see all different types of basketball more and more and more. And yeah, watching FIBA, even just like, yeah, how they were elevated
2: and kind of like the audience sat like the NCAA. Yeah. Um, it was cool. And I hope that FIBA doesn't ban that ninja style headband so that oh, I know. You know they never would. So you know like, they never would. So that it makes more NBA players want to play in the tournament. Imagine that. For the Olympics, you
1: know, apparently um everyone can wear the ninja headbands. And it's just like our whole squad's up. Yeah. Like Murray, Wiggins, you know the old, all team Canada's like, what'd you say about the headbands? Yeah. Um okay, uh let's um oh you know what? Let me pull up some KD stuff. Oh, but we got to talk KD. I, I was saying he's, uh, you know, he really thinks about this podcast and other podcasts. And <laughs> he's giving us all sorts of material. Oh, KD
3: listens to the no, podcast. There's no Certainly. way
1: that our one bad review isn't a KD burner. Account. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's no way. Because, you know, totally <laughs> You know, KD was injured, right? You know, debating, should I come back? Should I not come back? And he was like, when
0: is the next Confederacy of Dunks coming out? He didn't really try to hide his name. It's like kevin four five That's
2: two, That's right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, he, he, he yeah. know, You're better we, than show this. Him. We're, not like so top,
1: him. we're not top of the pop, right? <laughs> NBA podcast. See, we're headed there, but we're not there yet. But KD, yeah. you know, you thought he didn't have to cover himself. Yeah. I bet you Colangelo's slamming <laughs> our pod too. Oh, my um, God. You know, talking about his collars <laughs> popping. <laughs> oh, make my collar taller, you know <laughs> find a different find a different slant Freddie and Matt um, but uh let's uh I guess I'll pull up some of the quotes and stuff but mm-hmm. I, I also kind of like you know can paraphrase them a little bit which is dangerous because I think the, you know, the, you know the, 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 the whole Kd thing anyways is like You know, I'm going to guarantee 80% of anyone reacting to these quotes has not read the full article, is willing to take it out of context. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is kind of the era we're living in where everything's like pull quotes. Right. Um, Uh You know, you, you pull out the most kind of like salacious uh you know sentence of anyone or whatever and you're like, oh this yeah. guy. But um, you know, some of it is uh is intriguing, obviously. So uh Anthony, is there anything that kind of jumped out to you? Or or well, yeah, what jumped out to you from this KD kind of like um interview?
2: Um I think if we're talking about the same quotes, um, him calling the OKC fans toxic and like and being like, I was gonna come back, but you guys are too mean to me. I was like, Oh, that's a bit much.
1: Yeah, like the okay. Here, here's like with that. That was one of those things. Like all of these, all of these quotes have like shreds of truth, yeah. and and then also like, nah, I don't believe you because the one is like you know, so many players complain about Oklahoma City. Nobody wants to live there. It's so small. Um, you know, the fans are not great. Um, as far as like you know the way they, oh, I'll just call it like people you know Refer to Utah and Oklahoma fans <laughs> as the most racist fans. Right, right. they do. But yeah. like, what
2: um, do you expect Kevin Durant for like, like, ditching Westbrook? Yes, and and see, like yeah, and exactly. ring and ring chasing. Like, they see that
1: that's where that's where I'm like, yeah, like all of his quotes have like this like slight tinge of truth, but w- w- without any accountability. So yeah, it's, so it's kind of like. Well, you know, like uh, they didn't treat me well at OKC. It's like, well, they were gonna be mad, and also you were never going to go back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's a weird part of this quote that just seems really disingenuous. Yeah, like
2: uh, don't try to turn it on them. Yeah. Because we all know you're not gonna sign the max. Yeah. (laughs) In OKC. Um, Catherine, I'll jump
1: to you. Is there you know maybe the same quote, or is there another quote that kind of jumped out to you?
3: Um, Well, I'll comment on the same one. And that's just like, I mean, I don't know. I I just feel like Kevin Durant is just like so genuine. It's an issue.
1: Right. You know (laughs) what I
3: mean? Like he just doesn't know how to like keep some of these thoughts to himself. He has no poker face. Yeah. The fans there aren't great. Yeah. He has no poker face at all. Like he's too pure. How are you doing,
1: KD? Pretty good, but I got the runs. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) <laughs> i just feel like yeah okay the okc fans like they might not be great but also like you know, you're talking about a fan base that deals with rumors about you leaving for an entire year and then you leave so yeah it's like totally i don't know no, no i don't think they handled it significantly worse than any other fan base deals with that
1: cleveland went bonkers when lebron came back like when lebron was with miami and he played in cleveland yeah, it was like exactly it was like security detail all around. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, a, a couple of things stand out to me. I'll, I'll, also, oh, sorry, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to say like overall, like Kevin Durant always does this thing where he's like, oh, I, I don't like how the NBA is like this or I don't like the circus of it. And oh, the media gets to me, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like you're telling this to the media. I know. So it's like a part of you kind of loves it, though.
1: And we're just going to jump to the next KD quote. We'll move on from the OKC stuff. Um, but yeah, go for it, Anthony.
2: Yeah. So Durant is was talking about leaving the Warriors and he was saying, like, I came in there wanting to be a part of a group, wanting to be part of a family and definitely felt accepted. But I'll never be one of those guys. I didn't get drafted there.
1: I mean, oh, OK, it's like that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> But you also like won a couple of rings. Yeah. It, it's weird with, with KD. It's kind of like, yeah, I, I mean, I think I kind of, I'm sticking with what I said earlier. It's like, everything has like, like a piece of truth and zero accountability. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you chose to go there. Yeah. You knew that was the situation when you left the place where you were drafted. Um, You won a couple of rings. Like, it seems like you're unhappy with your choice, but you're kind of reframing it as like not being accepted. And it's kind of like, you weren't one of them though. Right. And he's he's
2: like talking about as dollar as well being like, he was there who uh, he was there when they won the first finals and, uh, and the rest of the guys kind of rehabilitated their careers there. And he was like, how are they going to rehabilitate me? Like, what are you going to teach me? Like, how can you alter anything in my basketball life? I've got an MVP already. I got scoring titles. And then it says in the article, as time goes on, he's like, he says he started to realize he's just different from the rest of the guys. And it's not a bad thing. Just his circumstances.
3: There's so much I want to break down. Go for it, Catherine.
2: (laughs) We're we're giving you the floor.
3: To me, this is so classic. Like you don't have to be best friends with everyone you work with. You know what I mean? Like, like, just think about like in any job setting, it's like you just have to be able to work together. But he was like, oh, like I came in like he used the term family, but I'm pretty sure he meant like best friend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I came in here hoping everyone would be my best friend, but they all kind of had their friendships already. So it was kind of like, oh, I don't know. And it's like, it's exactly what anybody thought it would be. Yeah. And, and then just like, the like whole, it was like, successful
1: too. You won yeah, two rings. And just, the just whole, like, I predicted like, whole, on like
3: I wasn't drafted there. And just like, just establishing all this stuff that we already know, like before you even go there, before you even sign with them. Like I remember, okay, not just to make a very long story short. No, no, go I, ahead. I dated a guy for a few months and then we broke up and he blamed it on the fact that he lived in Hamilton and I lived in Toronto. <laughs> and I was like, but you knew that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 You yeah, knew you knew that.
3: You, you knew, knew that. Like it just reminds me of Kevin Durant. i I'm sure like he hated me for other reasons, but like right. that's the reason he gave me. Yeah, you're,
1: you're you're like, don't blame this on the city of Waterfalls. You know what yes. I mean? <laughs> like, don't don't you slam the like escarpment, okay? I've been in the devil's punch bowl in Dundas. You know what I mean? Yeah,
3: it's so that. Bad. Like, if I were a Golden State fan, I would just feel like that exact same way. It's like you're not giving us any new information and you're trying to play it off like how somehow like none of this is his fault like you were talking about like accountability but it's just like these were your moves man
1: mm-hmm. yeah i mean yeah i couldn't agree more and like uh um anthony what's the quote where he talks about like system where like did, did you have that one where he's talking about how like he you know in in golden state uh, everything all the points come from a system uh, I don't have that here. Okay, um, well, I, I think I think I got that, basically. It's, a, you know... Yeah. He, he, he was kind of insinuating that, you know, there's a very sophisticated scoring system in Golden State and that, you know, he would have to reach deep into his bag um, to win in the later rounds of the playoffs. And, again, that's a weird mix of, like, of truth with zero accountability. So it's kind of like... Yes, that's true about Golden State. But also, you know, you had to reach deep into your bag to win. It's like, so did Kawhi this year with us. Yeah. So did LeBron when he's won. Um, you know, people have to really kind of like go above and beyond. Like Kyle had to score 11 straight points in game six. You know, yeah. he, he had to reach deep mm. to yeah, like win the like, championship. Fred
2: had to like save us with like that's right. a clutch threes.
1: And it's like, do, I I... I'm wondering if it's kind of like, did you expect it to be even easier than it was? Because it looked really easy. But like I it think he did. Un, it looked no doubt for the most part. It looked unfair. Yes. You know, like those cha- those championships against uh, Cleveland. You know, everyone was complaining because the everyone was saying the league was broken. Yeah. So I. I, I yeah, it's a bit of like a you know that that like three over LeBron you know, like that, that he hit to kind of sway the series. It's like, that was a big three, but that was also like, stop, stop. He's already dead. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) You want to talk about reaching into your bag? Like what, then what's LeBron? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just,
2: yeah, I I don't, I don't know. Um, And just like this part in the quote where it's like, what are you going to teach me? How can you alter anything in my basketball life? It's like, that's so terrible. You know, like I can't, I can't believe somebody would like, Go to a new team and just like expect just to already be the best and to know everything and like and to have such an ego about him. And like, I, I keep thinking about like his his MVP speech and like him crying and talking to about his mom being like, You're the real MVP. And it's uh-huh. like, What happened to that, Kevin Durant? Yeah. Like, where's that
3: guy? Well, I mean, I, I you know, I, I feel sorry, the exact ahead. same way about Kevin Durant. Like, I miss the old KD.
1: But yeah, I think, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a, like a mini rant here. Just that, um, you know, we really have been like, I think, witnessing what happens when, when when nuance and like a conversation gets like super narrow. And I think for a long time post-Jordan, it was like, everything was like, count the rings, count the rings. Oh, you know, this person was a 10-time MVP. How many rings? You know, and everything was so ring-based you know, Kobe was trying to max out his rings and Shaq was trying to max out his rings. And so, and a player like Steve Nash got so slighted, you know, for not having won a championship or Charles Barkley, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then I think that's where you see the player movement. It's really influenced by that with a guy like LeBron trying to really trying to massage his, like his uh, imprint on the game, like his legendary status. And then, you know, Durant operating in the wake of LeBron. And I think, losing in OKC, he was like, I can't beat this guy. So I need to, you know, I'm going to go join or I can't be Golden State. So I'm going to join them because I need a ring. And that's going to, you know, solidify my legendary status. But, you know, everyone was like, you joined a 73 win team. Yeah, you're a so, snake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It actually doesn't, yeah. um, you know, solidify your status. And on top of that, uh, the guy you left, Russ, is going to win an MVP This year, we Mm. actually hate you so much that we're gonna give an MVP to this guy who stayed. So Mm. I think, you know, people are trying to play their own narratives like in real time and
2: it just doesn't always work. Right. You know, in a wild basketball fantasy that I have, it would be like Houston and Brooklyn in the finals. Really? And then (laughs) Russ. That's weird. That's a weird fantasy. Russ beating
1: KD. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't know where you were going with that, but I'm like, right, right, Russ, KD, that's still there, and it would be Harden too. Yes, imagine go you know, Russ and Harden so beating KD. We just trade
3: Serge Ibaka. joins yeah. The I was say. Oh my
1: gosh, we trade like Serge over, yeah, <laughs> t- over to the Rockets. Nick Collison comes back. Um, <laughs> oh, just beating KD. His mom like oh. cheering for the Rockets. That would be uh,
2: beautiful, and it would just be just sweet. Poetic justice. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean the
3: the quote that Kevin Durant either doesn't have the self awareness or wishes he could say but can't say is that he thought this move would make him the unanimous greatest player in the NBA and it didn't. Any salty.
1: Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. there was like you know you know going back to SI and top one hundred. One thing Ben Gulliver has, you know kind of like talked about a lot, which I you know I fully agree with, is that like you know KD really was on the precipice of like taking the league over. And I think, you know, a lot of people were debating, you know, even though it was Harden and Giannis MVP last year, there was a lot of talk around like, you know, KD's still the best. Or sometimes people would say that was Steph or whatever. And like, he really was in the debate for number one. You know, I think particularly with LeBron's groin injury and kind of being, you know, out of the narrative, uh, especially in the playoffs. And, um, with the Achilles injury, I think I hate to say this, but you know the way people talk about KD coming back, I just feels a little bit de- delusional.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Like he's a bit too old to make the comeback that people are like portraying. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's like, I mean, man, I hope I'm so super wrong because injuries suck. Yeah, and I love watching KD play and yeah. the the Warriors Raptors games where Warriors Raptors game. Where
2: he hit a uh, three over Kawhi was just ridiculously exciting, and I think we owe it to him as a fan base to like hope that he gets better. You oh know? my god! After yeah, all of the of the crappy fans like cheering but, when he went down.
1: Yeah, and you know, forgive me if I, if for listeners, if I've said something like this on the podcast before, but it's like I just don't really see a path for KD being an all NBA player, third team mm-hmm. ever again. Um, I think you know if you consider the fact that he's. 31 and he's missing this entire year. Like he's not coming back period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I think he'll come back after that. And it's like, he's just going to be like, you know, in old man territory beyond being coming back from the worst injury you can get in basketball. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I mean, I think he'll be a very, very skilled player and like probably get to be an all-star, but uh, I think the, you know, the, the talk around KD finishing, as like a top 10 top 15 player all time unfortunately is kind of over. Yeah. Um and again I so hope I'm super wrong. Anytime a player has a massive injury I hope I'm wrong that they'll, you know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll make a full recovery and kind of get back to where they are but like it's just a small
2: window with basketball. I just don't th- yeah, and I don't think he's going to win a championship again.
1: Yeah, no, I, especially I,
2: if he's uh, in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, him him and him and Kyrie is like is is a is a perfect duo to get you eliminated in the first round yes. uh, for four years in a it's row.
2: a it's a perfect duo for social media drama yes. and flat earth
1: yeah <laughs> they might as well throw jimmy butler on that team team shopmakers um, yeah <laughs> but uh
3: it, it's sorry. a move i really don't understand like especially after the injury like before like if he obviously like if the injury didn't happen i would understand that move a bit more but once the, that injury happened, it, it, I just don't get this move. And I think like, I don't know, like going back to like all the, the quotes and stuff like that. And I'm not the first person to say this, but Kevin Durant just cares way too much about what other people think of him. Yes. And, and that's been, I think, his, his real downfall in a way. Because I think all these other NBA players care about what people think, but they know they're not supposed to care at the very least. Right And don't let on how much they care. But it's like he's making life decisions over and over again. Big life decisions based on what he thinks our opinions are.
1: Yeah. No, Mm -hmm. I I, I couldn't agree more. Um, Okay, let's move on from KD. And uh, let's kind of go back to the SI top 100 list um, just to finish off the NBA stuff. So um, who wants to start here with their let's let's all do. Um, let's all pick a person who's too high on the list mm. um, Matt if you want to play
0: okay I'll check it out
1: feel free um, who wants to go first Catherine who's too high on this list
3: Um, I have two picks
1: okay and, and we're, we're we're talking non-raptors
3: yeah non-raptors too high on the list okay I'm going to go with my one that I think is a bit more uh, controversial and okay. you can all disagree with me here we and it's go, okay here we go. Uh, Al Horford 18. Okay. Too high. Catherine, I
1: could not agree more. And okay. anyone who listens to this pod knows that I am such an Al Horford stand. I think he's amazing. He's a winner, but he's a lot closer to where Marcus Sol is right now than 19th overall. Mm-hmm. Like, he is absolutely yeah. not going to have a better season than Siakam mm-hmm. um, or Ben Simmons or Mitchell or like, like a, a plethora of people. Like, Horford's a winner. He's incredible. But 19 is that 18. 18. Oh, 18. Like Griffin is 19. Yeah. And I agree with that. I think Blake's incredible. But yeah. like, but yeah, Al mm-hmm. Horford, it's like, especially with where, you know, he's heading to Philly, you know, I think rightfully so to be a lesser role. Okay. Sorry, Catherine. I totally jumped on your person. No, no, no that's great. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, well, what's your thoughts there? Like, well, what's going through your head when you're like, what the hell with Al, Al Horford?
3: Oh, with me? Yeah. Uh, sorry, just, yeah, that he's going to be taking on a significantly lesser role this mm-hmm. year. He's also getting older, although I don't know his exact age. Oh, oh. 33. Yeah, I'm he's just 33. looking at the article now. Yeah, and I just feel like this article uh, holds age against uh, other players, so I don't know why they're not holding it against Al Horford. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, he's a great player, but I just don't think he's number 18 in the entire league.
1: I like it. Um,. Anthony, who's your who's your too high person?
2: Hmm. Too high, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just looking here. It was oh, I, Kemba. Okay, where where's Kemba? At? Twenty. Twenty. So too high. Too high. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I think Kemba gets overrated pretty. Okay. Pretty heavily, and especially. After this FIBA game. Yeah. I, I can bury him even harder. Um, like, I just... I'm just not crazy about Kemba Walker. He's, in my mind never been a winner, and I don't necessarily think that he's going to change. I mean, he'll have the opportunity to prove it uh, this year, that's for sure, because, you know... Yeah, like, to prove that he's not a winner? Well,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, honestly, because, like, you know, he's had a lot of years with Charlotte, so I think he can point to being like, okay, but my best teammate was, like,
2: Nicholas Batum. Yeah.
1: Um, And now Charlotte, it's like... Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> yeah, like, now there's some more talent around him, so we should see, like, it's always fun to see a player in a new situation. Okay, um, Matt,
0: who's your who's your too high um I'm gonna pick Chris Paul at 21 okay mm. um I think he's not far off I guess but just based on his age right now that's a, that's a good pick yeah like I'd say he should be somewhere in the mid mid 20s maybe not so you know like he's in the bottom 20s so I just feel like that's a little rich for him I guess he's got he's the f- the face of the franchise in OKC now really but it's uh yeah i just uh, my my guts tell me he's a little high am i am i wrong no i'm i'm, I'm totally with you yeah
1: um i'm going to stick with my my summer vibes yeah of um i've kind of just you know bang i'm just beating the drum of like it was exciting the clippers you know they really kind of like pushed golden state In the playoffs, um, you know, a lot of players had solid, uh, you know, a solid six games. Um, But in the end, they got pretty, you know, thrashed by Golden State and their season ended um, in the first round. And people are are way too high on Trez, Lou Williams, Pat Beverly, all those role players. But the person I'm going to single out here is Pat Bev who Mm. I I didn't pick someone high on the list. I picked someone who shouldn't be on the list. Um, (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) So Pat Bev, they have an 81. I mean, I'm just going to ballpark it in my head. I put him at like one forty. Like this is an an extremely, (laughs) he's an extremely (laughs) limited player. Yeah. He's a very, very good defender and he's a, and he's a very efficient three point shooter, Mm -hmm. which on its face is kind of like, Holy shit, that's pretty good. But it's like the guy can't do anything else. Like he's a nominal point guard. Uh, nominal point guard um, can barely dribble. Uh, can't distribute. Doesn't really like you know rebound. Like he doesn't. He's a big impact game, and I'd love to have him on my team in the playoffs. Um, but I think to put him over, you know, like volume scorers or yeah, there's just like I don't know. I I I probably like put OG and Anobi over him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm. Like, um, I'd, I'd flirt with putting Norm Powell over him. I would certainly like Lonzo
2: ball over Fred.
1: Obviously. Oh my God. Fred is Fred is (laughs) Lonzo ball too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. Like, and I don't think he's bad. I just think, you know, people are so high on, on, you know, uh, and I think this list is like, they really prioritize like fitting into, you know, like knowing your role, yeah. And if people who are like a little bit outsized of their role and a little less efficient yeah. really get hurt. And I think that's the wrong way to evaluate it. Um, okay, uh, should should I just go with my? Uh,
3: My, I completely agree with uh everything you just said. I just want to put that out there. I thank think the you. Clippers are so overrated. <laughs> I think oh, no bias here at all. Oh, uh, God. uh I think just the fact that they won two games against Golden State in the first round, people are reading way too much into yeah. this. There's no way Golden State was like actually invested in the first round. No, they were playoff. cruising. And, and then they are like, yeah, "Oh, yeah, they were cruising." Like it's just I don't know. People have put way too much stock into that team. And I have always disliked, uh, Patrick Beverly. And
1: yeah. And just back to that series, like, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I I should be better at researching. So I actually have the exact number, (laughs) but, and, and if, and if you, if I'm totally wrong and you listen to this podcast, please, uh, please, you know, berate me or whatever. But, um, I would guess that golden state ended up beating Clippers by like 80 to a hundred points in that series. Like, I think they lost some really, you know, like, like that, that big comeback, obviously. But if I had to put a number on it, I would say they outscored them by like 60, 80, hundred points. Like in the same way that like we took Cleveland to six games um, in the conference finals. It's like, yeah, but then they beat the shit out of us.
3: Yeah. Like, it's exactly mm-hmm. that.
1: and, and that's how I feel about that. Um, okay. Okay. Let me jump on my player uh, who I think is 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 just too low. Um, okay, you know I, I, I gotta stick with it i've been I've been beating this drum pretty hard too, and we'll see if I'm just extremely wrong, but I think putting Wiggins at 100 <laughs> is all sorts of disrespectful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you know, we're talking. We're talking Levine, who does what he does but worse. You know, we're talking Al Farouk Aminu, who scores like seven points a game. Um, You know, we're even talking a guy like Serge Ibaka, who's like a backup center. Um, You know, or Tobias Harris, who does what Wiggins does but worse. Uh, And I just think that we've all got a bit carried away here with how low we have Andrew Wiggins. Like... I get that he is a volume scorer who's super inefficient, who looks disengaged and, you know, doesn't pass the ball well and is not great on defense or is downright bad on defense. But, I mean, I think he's better than probably about 30 players on this list like on his very worst day. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's also 24 years old, so expecting him to regress doesn't make sense to me. Um, it's
3: becoming popular to dislike him.
1: No, th- that's what I mean. Like, I think that, yeah, I think it's so invoked to hate on Wiggins that people are, 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 starting to be like, do you think Wiggins should be in the NBA? And it's like, yes. Like, what are you, are you insane? Like he's, you know, he's like 21 or 19 points a game at like 24 years old. Like take it ease. Um, yeah I mean yeah, I think it's also the number one uh, overall draft thing really works against him but anyways that's that's uh, yeah I, I tried to find another player but the Wiggins thing is is rattling me um <laughs> again you know I'm just looking at all these players like Gary Harris better than Wiggins scram with that yeah. <laughs> scram are you kidding me um <laughs> but uh yeah uh let's go let's go to Anthony mm
2: I think probably the one that has stuck out for me is, is Nurk. Okay. Like, he's pretty low. And I, you, you said Nurkic? Yeah. Okay. So he's coming back from that horrific injury. Well, where's he at? He's at 78. Right. And I'm just looking at players in front of him and like, yeah, I know he's coming back from injury, but like he's better than PJ Tucker. Like, come on, bro. And Harrison Barnes. I love PJ Tucker. I love PJ too, but... But yes. <laughs> and he's also better than Thad Young. Like, come on, bro. Like, we got to respect Nurk. Like, he is such a key piece of Portland and their front court. And, like, man, honestly, they they were not the same team without him. And they, they really relied on, like, guys like Zach Collins to, like, mm-hmm. to step up. Because, like he just left such a big hole in their playoff lineup. And then like, he, he makes Portland a contender. I think,
1: I mean, I don't think I'm as high with, uh, as you, uh, with Nurkic. And I mm-hmm. think that there's so the same February for return. So I'll slightly disagree, but I do think that he is a player who's, you know, underrated in general. And, uh, I hear you.
2: You know, that? I think he's like a good, um, like post score. I and mean, he, is a pretty good defender as well. So he was
1: fantastic before he got hurt. Yeah. Like that trade, man, that trade was really, that's one of those like really good for both players situation. Mm -hmm. Like him going to Portland and then, uh, Jokic being like, I'm the guy, uh, in Denver was like, man, man. that's pretty good for this ever. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, Catherine, who's your, um, who's your two low in the list guy?
3: Um, okay. So mine is, uh, Clay Thompson, who's ranked 58th.
1: Okay. So it's another injury, injury. guy here. Yeah. And- so
3: basically like when I read this blurb, I was really confused because they're like, Oh, in the past five years, like nobody's come back from an ACL tear in shorter than 11 months. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Oh, so he'll, he's made, he might come back mid May. And then to me, it's like, well, if this ranking is on, oh, he could come back, then why are we ranking him 58th? Like, if you're saying he's going to come back and he's going to be great, then he deserves to be higher. Yeah, I mean... Right? But if you're saying, oh, he's going to be sitting out for, like, basically the whole season and even the playoffs, then why have him on the list at all? Right. Like, there should just be, like, a not on the list due to injury section Mm -hmm. or have him where you think he will be when he comes back. Like, why find this, like middle of the road number. Like, I just, I don't really get that.
1: Right. And yeah, I mean, we haven't seen the top 10 yet, but I'm kind of assuming KD's on there. And similarly mm-hmm. for me, it's like, man, I bet you when he comes back, he's going to be incredible. But it's like, I think it's been pretty clear. He's not coming back this season mm-hmm. period. So mm-hmm. yeah.
3: why, right. why, so why have him So in that case, a- it's like, is he even on the list?
1: Right. Yeah. um Matt, you, you got somebody who's- that- You're
0: damn right I do. Oh, baby. Ooh. Too low on the list? Who you got, Matty D? Too low on the list? DeMar DeRozan. Okay, and I've got my rings. Yeah, I I feel like he's being
1: punished.
2: Yeah, he's being
0: punished right now because. He, you know, one season with Kawhi, we won a championship, and now they're going, oh, well, yeah, see, you clearly were the problem there, and uh, you you were (laughs) very replaceable to win a championship. But uh, I do think, like, he shouldn't be too much higher, but he should be in the 20s. I want DeMar in the 20s. Oh, my God. If he's going to be in the 30s, I want him to be 30. Sorry, Doncic. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, You're a
1: true Raptor fan in that you're like, DeMar is awesome but take it easy not that up. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's been like the last like you know what I mean if a Raptors fan is in the bar they're like what yeah. do you think about DeMar DeRozan and the person's like I don't know and he's like no he's sick and he's like well I guess he's okay and they're like yeah you're right he's not that sick <laughs> <laughs> um, okay yeah. so uh, I think that that about does it for NBA stuff alright um, let's uh, wrap it up with some quickish questions Maddie, would you give me that quickish question sting quickish questions You got a punchline, Matt? Or are you going to explain that? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I'm just, I'm Jeez Louise. Just
1: having some fun. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, you guys know how to play quickest questions. Uh, I'm not sure if we did it with you before, Anthony, but I don't think so. Uh, here's what you oh need boy. to know. Here we I, go. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to stammer through some questions. Um, your only job is to, uh, is to not think and answer them as fast as you can. <laughs> you can't phone a friend.
2: You can't, no Yeah, you can't do any of that stuff. Okay.
1: Um, you just gotta answer as quick as you can. Matt's gonna play. Catherine, you know what's yeah. up. Yeah. ready? I'm ready. Okay, Anthony, we're gonna start with you. <laughs> WNBA Toronto Team Potential Name. Oh, it's so hard. The Toronto Raptors. Whoa. I don't know. Matt. <laughs> Well, what's what? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this question for everybody. Oh, uh, wow. Matt, Matt, what's a what's a what's a WNBA uh, team name for Toronto? Um,
0: I'm gonna take Toronto out of it. I'm gonna call them the uh, because they're gonna be sponsored by this place, the Sneaky D Hustlers. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: not. <laughs> Absolutely not! Absolutely not! We're going to get nasty emails. Don't you dare. Oh, my God. Catherine, can you save this? Can you save this moment, please? My goodness. Catherine, I, what do you I got? I have a good
3: name.
1: I know. We, we do this a lot, eh?
3: We do this a lot. This is the thing, because it's like it's natural to be like, okay, let's go with a different dinosaur, but like <laughs> dinosaur names, I don't know if you've noticed, are kind of long. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, sure,
1: sure, sure.
3: And like, you don't want to go with like T. Rexes, because like they barely have arms.
0: That's right. Yeah, pterodactyls weird too.
3: Pterodactyls are weird.
0: <laughs> Trying pterodactyls? Yeah. yeah, that's weird. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's a that's a borderline tongue twister. Do you, you got anything? Kept? You're not gonna call them. You're not gonna like name them after something Canadian because that's gonna be super lame. I'm sorry, but it is. You're phoning so a friend like, right now. <laughs> you're not gonna like. I am. I don't have a good answer, yeah. but I want the team to be here. I okay. Want the team to
1: yeah. Go. I'm gonna save this Sneaky moment, hustlers, and I'm gonna I say <laughs> I thought about a
0: name. Okay. The Toronto oh. Tower. Toronto Tower. Ooh, I kinda like yeah, right? Oh I kind of like it Yeah right Yeah Toronto Tower the Toronto Tower Not Towers yeah. Toronto Tower Tower baby
1: No
3: I like it plural
1: Towers Okay um, <laughs> But let, I'm
3: into it I'm into yeah, it Yeah that's the, One that? of the better names yeah. I've heard
1: Yeah Alright let's, let, let's, let's keep going here um, Cause I totally botched this whole thing uh, Matt Yeah um, USA Basketball Tear it all down Yes or yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tear it all. USA basketball? That's right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Tear it down. Oh yeah. Just to start a fire. That's right. Catherine,
1: what changes do Basketball Canada need to make in order to qualify for the 2020 Olympics?
3: Oh, I don't know. Just like have better players. Cheers. (laughs) No, that's that's what I'm looking for. Anthony.
1: Yes. um, Who is better? Jokic Don't do this Or Lou Williams Jokic Right Silly question Um, Sorry Mark Little I know We had had, (laughs) Hey You put it there I'll ask it Um, Maddie Yeah Who is going to break Actually this is This is an all All play question Okay Um, Maddie Who is going to break The NBA's No ninja Headwear rule This season And what reason Are they going to Give for doing it
0: (laughs) Um, I think it's going to be just because he's been a little shit disturber already in the summer. It's going to be KD sitting on the bench for Brooklyn.
2: Oh my god. That...
1: Okay, If he does that, everyone better start yeah. laughing. Yeah. If, he, if he does that, that's so rad. It's just him standing next to the Brooklyn Knight. They're both doing
0: it. But he'll just say it when they ask him about it, he'll be like, what ninja headband? we will be like, oh, okay, KD.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, he still somehow makes it weird. Okay, Catherine, who's going to break the headband rule and why? Or how?
3: Oh, or, oh, same question. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's an all um, play. Uh, I'm going to go Jimmy Butler because he just like doesn't give a shit.
1: I like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, before I throw to Anthony, I'll say Vince
2: Carter and his reason will be I'm too old. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't tell me what to do.
4: Uh,
2: Anthony? Uh, I am going to go with Mike Scott because he just looks cool. (laughs) He looks cool with it. And did you hear about him at the Philadelphia Eagles game wearing a Washington racial slurs jersey and knocking out those Eagles fans that tried to attack him? Yeah, he got apparently a fist fight. I did hear about this. So, Mike Scott.
1: That's an ugly scenario. Scott, make it up to us. (laughs) Put on that headband. (laughs) Um, Okay, that's uh, that's the pod. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for doing it. Thanks for having me. Catherine, thank you so much for doing it. Thank you. Um, you know, uh, support the pod. Uh, yeah. Tell everyone you know about it. Um, yeah. Keep keep looking for uh, the Patreon page. And yeah. the Tukes, they're yeah. on yeah. their way. Yeah. They're on their way. Get ready uh, this fall. A, shipment on the way. Letterman jackets. That's we've got, a, got uh, <laughs> um,
0: we've got one more episode next week, and then we're off for a couple because of my uh, wedding. So life's happening. That's yeah. That's what's Woo.
1: going on.
3: Um, but you should invite Danny Green. Yeah, please we invite will. Danny Green. Should
0: if he came with a backup generator? Huge hero! Oh, yeah. they wouldn't even care that he was
3: yeah.
0: a huge Raptors. Oh you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Catherine, you're uh you're a super talented person. You're 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 writing stuff, you're, you're performing, you're doing shit. What um is going on with you in the in the next little while?
3: Oh well, I just have um I don't know what do I have going on. Some shows. I'm doing some Lady Beer Fest uh, okay. at the end Ooh. of the month. That'll be super fun. What what uh, what day is that? Uh, it's the last weekend of September.
1: Okay. So, you, so you, know what? you
3: can, you can follow me uh, on Twitter, not in person <laughs> Yep, at uh, it's me underscore Catherine.
1: Awesome. Um, cool. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll plug your uh, social meds.
0: Yeah. Thank y'all. Um, were you going to say something, Maddie? No, I was just going to say that on most of our podcasts, just click on the guest's
2: name and it'll take you right to their uh, Twitter handles. Woo. Yeah. Um, Anthony, what's up? Um, as you guys mentioned earlier, my show Ming's Dynasty is yes. on CBC Gem. Nice. You can stream all six episodes for free on demand, whenever <laughs> you see fit. Please help us uh, support Canadian content, especially yes. comedy. Yes. Um, yes, it's an authentic story about two Toronto rappers who have to go back to a small town in Alberta to run a Chinese restaurant. It's based on my real life.
1: Honestly, nice. It's cool. amazing. Everyone, watch I'm it. Definitely gonna check <laughs> it out. Um, like leave comments that are like, I'm literally gonna freak if there's no season two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just like
1: write stuff <laughs> like that.
2: You know yeah. I mean? um, and aside from that, yeah, I'll be. I'm just doing some shows around town. Uh, uh, I'll be at the Bad Dog Comedy Theater, at Comedy Bar, at the Social Capital, doing improv, all cool. those sort of things. Yeah. Follow me at my handles, uh, Instagram at Holland Jokes and Twitter as well. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, cool. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see everybody next week. All right. Thanks, guys.
0: Goodbye. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast.